0: Uh, so, so Jeff Frederick, this is his very first uh, verification. So he's the one that built this package. He's the one that did all this. And I said, Jeff, I want to use yours, right? Because we just went through it. So this is a customer. It's Fox 50 News. Uh, Fox, uh, 50, uh, I think 54 News. Yeah. 54 News. Um, their local uh, news station there. So they have not a big, big office space, but, you know, they have a, a nice office, office space. They have a, a studio there. They have some servers there. But the general manager doesn't live there. Guess where he lives at? In South Carolina. So if you got somebody in South Carolina who wants to do some work, I know a guy, right? Because he likes what we did, right? You know? So, so we we met with the local person there, the, give it even more, the local person we went through the process with wasn't even there when we went through the verification. He had a family emergency. He was, our explanation, he's out and they don't know how long he's gonna be out. So we met with another person there, and we had the decision-maker zoom in, right? The guy from South Carolina. That, that's correct. So he's only there like twice a month, and we could, for us, we couldn't coordinate. But they had some critical stuff they were working on. And you'll see it when I go through role play on that, that why we did it that way. Um, you know, they were doing semi-annual, so they actually wanted, he wanted to look at what a semi-annual, so that was our third option. We talked about the G and that's really where they focus on. And that's where we're going to focus our conversation on. But he wanted another option there. Sometimes it's just a G concept. So again, it's built towards however that conversation goes with the customers, how you build your verification on it. There's some things that I may not have in this particular one. Uh, I don't have, I'm going to talk about it, but I don't have a building scorecard in this particular one. We do building score parts, but then this one is not really on this one, right? Okay? Does it make sense to ask why? Why? Just Jeff never really got around to getting the okay. stuff we needed. He got the cost sheet filled out, but he didn't get the influences and all that filled out. And there's a reason we, we kept going past that. They had a problem. We went out there and fixed the problem and they said, whatever solution is that you have, I want it and I want it now. And understand that most of their operating was different locations. So South Carolina, where the the cost and all that was, was and we never got it back from the general manager. But he did give us our cost there. So again, there's a lot of different variables into this. There.
1: At what point in the process did he want say that he wanted another option besides just you?
0: In a concept meeting. We, oh, we really? had a concept meeting. We went in there and we we talk about the full service kind of solution there, right? But he said, hey, we're we're doing semi annual right now and it's internal right now and you know, I just don't know if we're going to have that. Invited. Well, let's talk about it. And then at the end of it, he said, would you mind providing me with that if, if, if I can't just support it? And I'm like, you're going to afford it, but okay, we'll, we'll do that. So he actually was asking for some of this
1: information. Really so, important point there. Pay attention to who's calling in for service that doesn't have an agreement in yeah. your office. Yeah. Does, That's, it's the
0: best lead you'll ever get. Yeah. So this, this one all started off with, kind of that kind of problem there and you're going to see that we're going to I'm going to show you some pictures of that's how this actually got started
1: it's it'll cut your prospecting in half yeah. I mean somebody's prospecting for you <laughs> why you wouldn't call her one of them
0: I yeah I'm a naturally fast talker I don't know why <laughs> it's just who I am so I'm gonna try to do it as slow as possible. Which is bizarre uh, for an intent of self-professional. Hey,
1: if he gets <laughs> talking faster, y'all listen faster. I'm <laughs> writing this slow because <laughs> I know you're not a good slower. reader. <laughs> I, I, I try to be just
0: conscious about it and, and what happens is when I get fast is when the customer doesn't speak. And I get faster and faster, mm-hmm. and faster and faster. So I have to try to force myself to slow down. It's why I don't personally do a lot of the verification. I want the, the person that's selling it to do it, mm-hmm. because then I can pick up on the things and, and help out on it. Because I know I'm just talk fast. I'm really real fast. I get faster as I talk. More like, so. does that make sense? And go. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no we can roll. any
1: questions before he jumps into no, yeah. I'm ready. Okay. So, um, so, so Drew, it would be just Drew. To, to yeah. Make Drew. It easy, yeah.
0: Make it easy on names and all that. Yeah. So it's it's I'm not very great on the name side of it. So so basically, uh, you know. Walked in, said, "Julian, yeah, I definitely appreciate you, you meeting with us again today. You know, as we talked about in the concept meeting, today's kind of our verification. So let, let me do a little recap, real real quick. You know, when we had our uh, our first meeting uh, with Luke a couple uh, a couple of weeks ago." Uh, It was really based off of y'all needed something repaired and we came out here and I'm gonna get to that in a minute, but I just wanna kinda really kinda go back to where we were at the beginning. You know, when we talked about, we had an agenda, we wanna talk about some challenges and trends, and we told you a couple of challenges and trends that you had here, and then some operating strategies. We talked about like a full service agreement. That's really where you wanted to focus your time, but you also mentioned that you want to look at some different options there. Some proven results and implementation. You told me during this process, you were really looking for this equipment never to go back down again, uh, because it causes issues. You had a live broadcast and the people were sweating. Uh, and during the live broadcast, the equipment went down. Uh, and, and, and I'll show you some pictures in a minute, but I'm so glad that we were out there to come help, help on that. Good. The, the, you know, on our, on our challenging trends, we've talked about it, and, and you know, aging of the equipment was part of your concern is, you know, <clears throat> you know what can I do to make this equipment last longer? You'd also talked about, you know, your in-house staff. That it's really not his job to do that side of it. Right. Could you have a one-source person that can handle all of it? Yeah. So we want to talk about a little bit about that. We're going to spend a lot of time on your owning and operating costs and what you're currently doing right now. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that. And I definitely appreciate you know, Linda that helped gather the information that Good. we did get. Okay. Uh, it was really, really helpful on that side of it. And then we're just really going to talk about how you've been so reactive, and our solution—how it's just going to be a, a straight-line, basic, uh, basic solution for um, for your budget. Yeah. Uh, you were really, really interested in that. So today is really just the verification process. You know, we went through the concept meeting, we did our uh, financial analysis, we did our uh, you know our uh, physical analysis, and I'm going to show you a lot of pictures. Okay. Again, it's not to throw anybody under the bus, but it's just showing what y'all have out here and how we can help one that yeah. side of and today is really my objective here at the end of this 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 meeting is going to be i want to know yes this makes sense and i want to continue doing or no this does not make sense and let's go back to the drawing board but i'm looking for a commitment at the end of this if we both agree on this type of solution works and this is what you want we'll talk about the next two steps does that make sense yeah perfect okay so I definitely appreciate, you know, we went through the process and Luke went through our action plan. We, you know, He kind of signed on all this as we were going through this process. So I definitely appreciate that. It kept us on track. We kind of speeded it up a little bit because you had some some issues there. And I just really want to get into why we were here. So we do things a little bit different, Volcano, as we, can talk, uh, we talked about. So really, our first step is just to really get price out of the way. I know that a lot of times people just want to sit there and talk about, everything else we want to get the price out of the way first and then we want to talk about how do we get to that point. okay yeah. so as you had requested you want a number of different options so we gave we came, kind of gave you three different options we want to talk about good better and best but the majority of our conversation is really going to be on the best the the, the, the solution that is all encompassed that you don't have to worry about it um, I, I mean does any of that stand out to you I mean does it look like what you're, you're thinking about on cost wise
1: yeah, you know, it's it's uh, a little bit more, I guess, than uh, what we're currently spending. Yeah. But, you know, one, one thing that I'm seeing here, guaranteed lifetime protection, I'm sure you're going to get into all that. Yep. Don't really know what that entails. Well, well, you remember in our concept movement we were talking about that we
0: were going to provide a solution that only covers all the maintenance, but also covered all the repairs. That's right. All the parts and materials. Basically, it's going to be a fixed cost solution that's in your budget, that you don't have to go look for money anymore. And that's kind of where you were like, I really right. like that concept. Right. When we talk about that's actually the guaranteed lifetime protection. Yeah. Once we partner up and we go through our initial startup, basically this all this risk that's on you now becomes part of and We become a true partnership. You remember in that concept when we talked about sitting on the same side of the table, yep. that most people are gonna give you a low cost bid because they want you to repairs on that side? Now we're sitting on the same side of the table. That I'm just as upset that your studio went down. down uh, and it didn't happen down. anymore. That, that, and happen. that's exactly why. So we're going to get extremely yeah. proactive. Okay. I'm going to show you a bunch of pictures where you're very, very active, and that's what caused all these issues that you wanted us in here. Yeah. So I'm going to justify why that's the best
1: solution. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, makes sense. All right.
0: So really wanted to get started just kind of basically you know first thing i wanted to talk about is that you know our initial call was when y'all first called us and hey we got a problem can y'all come out here and take a look is that y'all had a unit that wasn't operating which caused the studio to really get really really hot you know when we did out when we started looking out there your unit was completely froze up it had a lot of problems at that point when we started investigating why it was because this motor bracket had broken and the belt was not turning. And then we started looking and your belt was completely, almost completely destroyed. Okay. So as you know, as, as Luke had proved it, we came out here, fixed that, we had it up and running. We had to wait a, a little over a day for the motor. I mean, it's just supply and demand right now. It's really hard to get parts, but we got everything up and running the next day. So this problem has already been fixed. And after I talked to Luke, you know, about three days later to make sure it's been, it's been up and running ever since. Okay. Uh, and then when we came back and did our survey, it was up and running. So, I don't think you're going to have an issue there. But that was the original problem. And I don't know if Lucas showed that to you or talked to you about that. But it was basically kind of lack of preventive maintenance that caused this problem. Really? Yeah. So, something like that could be caught. Yeah, it is. I mean, yeah. Off. And I'm going to show you a lot of pictures of why that should have been caught that yeah, way. So, yeah. Does that make sense? Yep. Now, I know you, you haven't gone up on the roof. You probably haven't seen all this equipment. Yeah. So, some of this is just really kind of. Hey, this is what you have up there, yep. and then we're going to talk about. So, like, you have a number of different little split systems. This one's actually on the bottom, uh, on the ground. You have like six on the top of every roof, and you have a couple that's on the bottom. <coughs> this is one of the split systems. This is actually one of the backup units for the server room. And yeah. y'all had mentioned that y'all had some issues with that server room. Never. Right. Well, guess what? We had found that this unit was turned off. It wasn't even on. At the, the backup time.
1: unit was turned that off. That is correct. Yeah.
0: So when he, when when Luke wanted to get even. More cooler on those hot days. This unit wasn't even kicking on, and nobody even knew that. Wow, and what's the purpose of yeah, having that? That's true. And this is, and this is the actual unit that cools the server room. There. Okay. One thing that we notice is that we don't think that's enough tonnage to do what you wanted to do. That's why you had that backup. Well, how do you know that? Well, we we did a heat load on that side of it, and when you talked about the problems on that, so yeah. so I brought my project guy in. We did a heat load on it. And this particular unit was just not big enough. I, I don't know what a heat is. <laughs> well, well, basically, the servers in there produce okay. a number um, 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 amount of heat in there. Okay. And then you have to have so much airflow and so much cooling to cool it down. So y'all, want, y'all wanted to keep it about seventy-two. Yeah. We actually don't recommend even that high. We wanted to keep about sixty-eight. That's typically what happens in every server room is that you want to keep it in the the high the So you've done work with other servers? Oh yeah, oh, before. yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so we got this unit also back up and running. All it was is the disconnect off. So I don't know if somebody was doing something and turned the disconnect off and never okay. turned it back on. So it seems like it's running, but as I said, it's only about set, set to about 72. We would like to, under, you know, once we partner up, really understand what's happening in there and see if we
1: can get it down to that, you know, the ideal temperature around 68. So if you think that this unit's undersized, is your solution that will just run them both simultaneously, it, it may be that,
0: yeah, it may be that, but I need to bring in my project um, personnel, Ryan. I think y'all met him when we come out here and looked at that initial there. Yeah. I need to bring him in and do a little bit more investigation on okay. that. But you you know, when I talked to Luke, he said it's not a rush right now, but he definitely wanted to look at something like yeah.
1: that. Yeah, well, server rooms are important, That's so right. okay.
0: so you, you also had a number of different package units on top of your roof, and this is just really kind of a Hey, I'm going to talk about this stuff and I like to have a visual on that side. Sure. So, so you know, it, you have six package units on top of the roof up there and we're really going to talk about what they currently look like. Right? Mm-hmm. So we all know that you have to have filter changes yeah. uh, and, and, and belt changes and coal cleaning all that. So we're going to show what's actually happening at your location right now. So right now when we started doing our survey, I'm going to show a number of different pictures. These are the filters. These filters aren't extremely bad. But we started noticing that a number of different ones are pulling out, right? So what happens with airflow? Airflow is just like water. It's going to go to the least resistant path. So instead of going through these filters that are protecting their evaporative it's going to go past this filter here and go straight to their So this filter is not in place? That is not. Okay. It is not. So if you look at it, right, these filters are in our filter rack. Right. And this filter is now either fell out or pulled out. Um, and we found a number of different ones like that that were just not where they're supposed to be. How long was it like that? Well, you know, we, we just did our survey, you know, about a month ago. I mean, if you look at this date right here, it's 12, I think it's 12 um So it's it's well past the quarterly maintenance that Lucas said that y'all were trying to accomplish. So it's probably would have been caught um, well before the time frame right now. Um, so, it was a
1: concern for us when we started looking at that. So that probably means that whoever was coming out that should have been changing these filters might not have even opened that up. That is correct. We, we find that so many different times in, in, when we're doing these type of surveys. But not only that, we,
0: we found a number of different filters that are just dirty. Dirty. And even this one, this was actually in your server room. Um, above there, right there, these filters were completely clogged up. Now Luke did have a couple of filters while we were there and we went ahead and changed them out. But they were completely clogged up and we'd asked Luke, you know when's the last time these changed and he, he was like i didn't even know they were there right wow um, so we started finding a lot of things like that it wasn't really really bad as in the filters like this is not extremely bad now these are dirty but it's not like you've oh seen God, worse i've seen a lot worse so it wasn't bad but this is where we started seeing a lot of bad every single belt that we saw up here was cracked or broken or even disconnected on every single time so actually, I show this one as you see this belts already cracked it's actually missing pieces so you're wasting energy number one because these units have to run a longer time to do the same results but also you're causing a lot of issues this problem right here was caused by a motor and belt so you I know you just spent $1,700 with us to get this fixed that could have been prevented when we did our preventive maintenance, and found out that this bracket needed to be re-
1: readjusted and put back on there, and this belt needed to be. Now, replaced. our current contractor is that something that they sh- should be? I haven't looked at our agreement.
0: Well, 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 you know, when we had that conversation at concept meeting, that y'all kind of went away from your current contractor, and Luke has been doing this, and I think this has just been nobody had eyesight on it for a while. Yeah, because Luke, but is. but but I can tell you right now, these belts have not been touched for years. This doesn't happen in
1: one year this is years of neglect on now should belts go through uh, should you be changing belts out on yeah, a- yeah, that's a, that's an excellent question we
0: change belts out yearly no matter what so come the springtime right around this time every single belts going to be changed out but we're also going to adjust them every single quarter these belts stretch out they have problems sometimes we want to have visual those every single quarter and adjust them as these belts stretch out we want to make sure they' we adjust the motor and, and the tension on there I should not have any slack at all like this right. on any of this. And I definitely should never see where a belt's been so neglected so long. Yeah, wow. Well, this is what happens when you start looking at low-cost solutions is that people don't put that. Because guess what happens? When this gets to this point, it breaks. It causes this issue. Guess where the money's made? You call in to fix the issue. Right. It's important to get it yeah. fixed right away. And Proper preventive maintenance really gets involved and, and starts putting this like it really should be. And it, again, it wasn't just one. It was multiple <laughs> units, as you can tell. Wow, has tons of cracks. Every single one we talked about had cracks on. Every belt that you have up here. And those
1: behind. those belts are more than a year old at that point. Oh, yes, That's yes. So when happens. you
0: start seeing cracks that bad, they're well past wow. a year old. And our whole building. In your entire building, so all six package units that are on our roof? The six package units and the one air handler that, that's downstairs for that big yeah. one had a belt on so on. Right. Um, So we, we went ahead and fixed this one, but your belts are currently still like that. we had asked Luke, did he want us to come back and put some belt? But he knew that we were meeting the following week to do this so. and said, hold on, let's wait and, and see if this solution makes sense. Because like I told him, this is all part of our preventive maintenance. Yeah. So if we, we, if we partnered up, Next week, we're gonna come out here and fix all this. Yeah, Does that make sense? It does. So so one thing that we noticed that your coals weren't extremely dirty, but they, they had some mildly dirty coals out there. It wasn't really bad. I mean, I've, we've done a lot of industrials where it's really bad, but yeah. it wasn't as bad. But what happens is as these filters, where they're at, these filters fall out, this is what causes that. Improper filter placement or filters being pulled out. Even some of your units didn't even have the right filter in it, right? So what happens is these coals start getting dirty. Well, that's energy you're wasting. That's You're you're literally paying the energy company for bad maintenance that's being done. Right. We also noticed that you had a lot of hail damage on your building. I mean, you just had a ton of hail damage. So two things we want to talk about on that. A reduction of, of, of airflow through the coals, at least a 10% reduction of airflow through the coals causes problems. So you're probably already starting on. There's not a lot I can do on on this. I can try to comb these out when we do our preventive maintenance on that, and try to get some of this on there. But you're starting to cause problems on Hell Guards. So I would say at, when this equipment gets to the end of life, it's not much more to put Hell Guards on a piece of equipment. Our recommendation is always order equipment with Hell Guards yeah. because you're trying to prevent this. Now okay. we'll comb as much of this out and try to get as much as of it out, okay. but there may be some damage that's already done because of this. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Another thing we wanted to talk about is just kind of the electrical side. This portion is honestly missed it a lot. So let me give you nice scenario. So if you go back to this one unit, package unit, let me go back to it, sorry. So this package unit, right? You see these, these panels here? Yep. I actually have to take those panels off to get to any of this internal portion of it, right? So if I'd have to take this panel off to open this, there's typically another panel that covers the electrical side of it, mm. right? And then what happens is you have a, uh, a contactor inside here that I, had, and I normally had to take a, a cover off to get to that. So we're talking about time to come in here and really go through this equipment. Like this contactor, as you can see, you can see all the, you see how this one's nice and shiny, and this starts getting worse and worse. And yeah. You're starting to get a lot of charring on your contactors here. Now this is a real simple solution. Can it be cleaned off? Sometimes it can. Can it be replaced? Absolutely. This particular thing is only a couple hundred dollars to to, to change out and fix, but it's protecting things like this. This is what turns compressors on and off. This is a $6,000 repair versus basically looking at these and making sure they're operating like they should be. We've seen these frozen up before. When I say frozen up, seized, makes the electricity go straight through it, starts tearing up compressors. Mm -hmm. But when you look at this compressor side of you see this down here, that's what we call a crankcase heater. There's only one way to test the crankcase heater, as through you know, electrical side of it. So the technicians actually have to hook up electric uh, 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 equipment to it to see if that works. Well, how why is that important? In certain times a year, it needs to heat up the oil so the oil migrates through the system, right? Which we actually think there was a couple of them that were disconnected up here. Completely disconnected. That is correct. So this is all we talk about doing the right maintenance. You remember when we talked about it's no longer just a filter change. Right now it's really into, all right. What does it really take to do the right maintenance? And as you can tell, I mean, you got just wires hanging everywhere. So one of the things that we like to do while we're up here is just zip ties these things. A lot of times you'll have wires running right? on copper. The next thing you know, you're going to have something ruptured. Yeah. So we want when we come up here, we want to do it the right way, but we don't want to try to prevent all this from ever happening. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so obviously, there's a lot of problems you're having going on right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got the major one fixed, but you're still going to have a lot of problems if you don't do something there. So, I tell everybody, if, if you don't do business with me, you're going to have to have somebody come out here and do this kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. But hopefully, our solution makes sense and we okay. can get all these fixed. Okay. Out. One thing that we did is that when we went through this process, you remember we talked about inventorying all your equipment? Yeah. So, we did that. We actually did. We have a copy of all your all your equipment, models and serial numbers and what type of it is and when the... The, the manufacturing day. So we have a good copy of what it needs to be. Why is this important? Because you have a number of different equipment out there. When our technicians come back and do the proper maintenance on it, they get tasked on what the equipment actually needs. This diking unit and this train unit, while they're two package units, they may have a little bit of different um, tasking to do the right maintenance on it. So when we gather all this information, Shelly at our office will task all this to do the right type of now we know exactly what equipment you have and what maintenance needs to be done. Okay. We also have what we call a, a a filter list. This is just basically what filters are needed for this particular okay. equipment on here. So when we order the right filters, um, you know, when we order the filter, we order the right ones. You had mentioned, and Luke had mentioned that you are currently using MERV 13 filters uh, for this uh, facility because of COVID and everything. Y'all wanted yeah. to do something better, so everyone would. Put into our entire solution or MERV 13 okay. is out of it. So, uh, if we do partner up, I want to bring Ryan. We can talk about some other solutions to help on the uh, the conditions of the air. But really, we wanted to, to make sure you understand that that's all part of our solution. Okay. List. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. All right. So I really want to get down to the meat of it. You know, you know you, you're. you're uh, administrative person actually provided us some with some costs um, we didn't actually get the invoices but we did get some of the costs so they did fill a little bit of this cost out there and yeah you know, currently you're spending about ninety eight thousand dollars worth of energy consumption yeah. in this building yeah uh, and I know it's a lot because it's not a very big building but as you can tell you're wasting a lot of energy right, right. so we're gonna talk about a, a, a you know maybe there's some 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 capture of what we can actually give back to. You're you already spending it. You're already seeing out there, is there anything we can get back and actually put it towards something better? So we believe there's some energy savings that we can definitely do here. You know, you talked about parson materials. You know, Luke said he's buying all his filters and everything yeah. else there. You know, again, Luke's buying it. I believe he said he just goes to Lowe's and picks them up. And he's spending about $1,000. We did the price comparison. We know we can save money on just the filters alone. He buys a couple hundred a year. I buy thousands and thousands and thousands okay. a year. So you're so like
1: a preferred buyer. That
0: that is correct. So we get a better a better price on filters online. Yeah. But better yet, it's not really about the price. Now you're knowing that they're actually being installed when they should be. You remember that picture that said back in yep. December. Yep. Now we're going to be on a schedule where it's done every single quarter the right way. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. You talked about some major repairs. You 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 mentioned that you spent about five thousand dollars in compressor. Well, guess why that pressure probably went out? It's because you have all these problems in here. You know, all these filters, all these belts and everything probably caused that compressor to go back out, go out. Airflow across the building, I mean, across the the unit is the lifeblood of it. And if you don't have a belt turning a motor to pull air across of it, air pressures go up, issues got problems, right? We believe that in our solution, like we talked about, not only that's, um, uh, you're no longer paying it, but it's part of our solution. I'm going to get to your pie chart. one. And then we talked about equipment value. We're gonna go into that. Y'all had said to us is about $150,000 here. So we're really gonna talk about okay. what you currently have out here. Okay. So you remember I talked about in our concept meeting, th- this pie chart. What are you currently spending in here, right? Yeah. And we talked about we can do some industry average, but we really wanna get down to what you currently are spending on here. So what you have here is this is actually your pie chart so this is what you're currently spending right now and this is what you would be spending if you went to our solution does this make sense so the ninety eight
1: thousand for energy
0: yeah yeah so so what we did is say all right is there any way that we can reduce that energy spend? well we know that you're running inefficient yeah. so so carrier did a study of clean coils versus volatile dirty coils and this is one of Carrier's studies. It says, hey, clean coals versus mildly dirty coals. Let's just take an, an average ton of five tons right now. So this is mildly dirty coals, your 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 cost is $758. If we just clean the coals like they should be, it's $533. Okay. Yeah. Now you get a $252 return on investment there by doing something better. Not only is the coals, they're, they're not extremely mildly dirty, but your filters were dirty. Right. The better thing was is all these belts, we're, we're causing more it's energy. It's not running right. It's not. I mean, basically, if they're not at a point where they can run like they should be, it's going to run a lot longer, shoot, wasting energy. So we believe through our process of just a model of dirty pools, what if I can just bring down like a $2,800 return on investment? It's not a lot, but it is something to start building yeah, to that yeah, side of it. Yeah. The other side of it is when we start looking at the equipment. You know, currently right now is, you know, can we get more life out of this equipment on this side? We believe you can. I mean, your equipment current age is around eight years old, right? The average age in the South is about 12 years old. Okay. Could we get 20? Could we get 25 years old? We talked to Luke about, hey, we have a, a business right down the road that we'd love to set up and have a conversation. They have equipment that's lasted 32 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, guess what they've done? They've actually done the preventive maintenance like they should be all that time. Yeah. So could we get more life out of it? So let me ask you a question are you currently putting any money back for this future spend you may have an equipment replacement
1: no because we don't know when we need to replace yeah. or when we got to fix we yeah. just know it whenever it all of a sudden gets hot that,
0: that, that, that's typically what everybody does there yeah. nobody's saving us money and if they do it's typically gonna be in a big bucket and it's probably gonna go like you know to something else yeah our goal here is to educate you every single year what you need to be planning for two years five years down the road we know that we can get more life out of this equipment by doing the right way. So we we went from you know an eight year. What if we can get five more years past that? You know that fifteen twelve year fifteen year. What if we can get twenty? Well, your 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 spend went from thirteen thousand dollars, which you need to be saving for eight thousand dollars. Well, what when you say spend? What do you what do you mean? by thirteen. So, so, so right now you should be saving thirteen thousand seven hundred fourteen dollars every single year for future spend of replacing this equipment. So
1: that's just tucking it away. That's
0: correct. You will will at some point buy this equipment and you will buy it faster with the way it's being run like it is than if you did it the right way. So we can get more life out of it instead of 15 years could we get 20 years out of it. So that's kind of our scenario. We went 15 years and now we went 20 years and now you only need to be saving about $8,000 a year. At some point it's mechanical, it's going to fail.
1: Yeah, can we true. get more life
0: out of it? Yeah. Can we start educating what you need to put in your budget long term does that make sense? Yeah. So contractor service, currently you're not doing any contractor service. I didn't notice that you did, you know, there were stickers on there for a previous one when talking to Luke and all that, Yeah. I just kind of went away when COVID hit and everything. Yeah. It's just, I understand a lot of people were cutting costs. I probably would not have cut costs <laughs> in that particular market, I mean, a uh, 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 portion of that uh, pie yeah. chart. Because it's protecting a bigger asset on there. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's creating more issues. Yeah. Your parts and materials, you're spending about $1,000. That's actually included in our solution. So you're no longer going to do it. Luke doesn't have to worry about going to Lowe's, picking them up, storing them, changing them out, and as you can tell, right. are not really being changed out right. Right. on, 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 on the, the schedule. It should be. You know, In-house staff, we had kind of estimated how much we were spending on Luke's time in-house Far too much time again he, he Luke's an IT person yeah his job was to make sure all the IT equipment's running. Like, this is really yeah. not up his alley I already said that y'all don't want him to do this long time we sat down with Luke and said hey how much time are you spending out here what is the you know I don't need to know your your, your exact figure of how much you're spending it I mean getting paid an hour but what does that look like so we agreed upon it, it was about $5,200 you're spending a year just in Luke's time yeah. the bad thing about it is this is the results because Luke is not an HVAC technician, he's right. an IT technician. I mean, he really doesn't understand what it takes to do the right maintenance. Right. And y'all have already agreed to that. You administrative costs, we kind of looked at it and said, hey, how much we are all, um, you know, spending on administrative costs? So we sat down with Luke and went through the scenario with him and he said, you know, you basically have, you know, about, you know, I think it was like 22 invoices or something like that.
1: Yeah, we've had to call people out yeah. quite a bit.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, in our solution, it's only gonna take four invoices a year, we're gonna do it. So we went from all these invoices for all these problems, now only only four, but I'm not really worried about the cost, I'm worried about all the time, all the problems y'all have is no longer gonna be there, part of our solution, does that make sense? Yeah. You know, lost productivity. We talked about, you know, with Luke and him uh, on this, that when the equipment went down, they, y'all still did the live broadcast, it was, yeah. it was miserable. So you really didn't have lost productivity, but what if the equipment went down in the IT room and you couldn't do that? Then you could start really talking about some lost productivity. He talked about, you know, customers pay for, you know, I mean, uh, uh, commercials and all that. This is all could be a problem. Our goal here is to help prevent that from ever happening. So that's why I said once we partner up, we want to really focus in on that server room to make sure it's running like it should be. All right. Major repairs, you talked about, you know, we had a, basically a compressor that went out, cost you about 5000 well, Let me ask you a question. Did the person that come out here and replace the, uh, the compressor,
1: did they talk to you why the compressor went out? No, no, they just came out and kind of placed it. We knew that the air came back on and didn't really learn much about it, to be honest. Yeah, well, typically that's normally what happens. So a
0: lot of scenarios we'll see is maintenance is being done like this, but a contractor. And then they're getting rewarded on the back end for doing a poor paper maintenance. I want to say I don't 100 sure, but if I had the invoices, can really go through it. Could we approve that this was done because of lack of maintenance, mm-hmm. like it should be? But the good thing on your side is, is that's actually included in our solution. So we just one not to worry about. So so no longer do you have to worry about preventive preventative maintenance, but now you don't have to worry about the parts and materials. Now you yeah. don't have to worry about the major repairs. Now you get a solution that will provide you a fixed cost budget every single year, and the, the headaches go away. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Exactly. So, so currently, right now, you're spending about one hundred twenty-five thousand, almost one hundred twenty-six thousand dollars in your current spend. You know, with us, you're going to be spending about eleven uh one hundred seventeen thousand dollars. Does that make sense? So now you have almost a 7% return on investment by doing something better. And the way we did it is finding all these costs that you're wasting money in are doing something better. So now you get a solution that is, it's not only what you really want it, but you actually are not paying anything more for it. Mm -hmm. You've already spending that. Does that make sense? Yeah. So now do you understand why we said this solution, this fixed cost solution is the best solution for you? You'd asked for two other ones, but, those two other ones, you're still having all the risk on you. You know, semi end it's not what needs to be happening out here. This CPM2 is not really what you need out here. You really need a fixed cost solution for this location. Yeah. Because then you start getting very, very proactive. You extend the life
1: of your equipment. Does this make sense? So does that total include, you know, you put Mm $8,000 in terms of budgeting Mm -hmm. for equipment replacement? Well, we still need to be putting that $8,000. You, you still
0: house. need a capital plan of keep putting that money away. Obviously, people are not going to be doing that. But this is our recommendation, that you need to be putting that money away every single year. Things will happen, right? I'm. We talk about lightning strikes. Mm-hmm. We talk about acts of God. If a tornado come through here and rip this thing apart... That's not part of our solution. Yeah. But you're going to have to start replacing that at some point if there's something like that. So I would always say you need to have some capital money put away just for those problems that may come down the road that is totally, you know, act of God.
1: Yeah, yeah. What I don't, I don't want just the unpredictive reaction kind of thing that we've been doing for a while. Yeah. If I have to dip into capital, um, I don't want to have to to go to corporate for that i would want to be able to just have it but i also want to be able to know when it might happen to yeah, yeah. so you well, talked a lot about equipment lasting about 12 years how do i know that you guys will be able to make that equipment last 15 18 20.
0: That, that's an excellent question so so now when we partner up the first thing we're going to do is come in here and go through what we call a startup okay so we're going to go through entire equipment identify every single thing that's wrong with that for us at vulcan if it's a minor thing, that's going to be part of a solution. But I can't come in here and replace every single compressor. Yeah. right? So if there may be some, some startup costs in there. I don't think that's a problem because we did a pretty thorough uh, survey on here. So I don't think that's really going to be the problem on that side. But then we start getting very, very proactive at that point. We're doing the preventive maintenance like it should be. Okay. We're, we're, we're opening these coils up. We're cleaning them like they should be. But not only that, our, our technicians are now tasked to do it the right way. So let me give you an example on that side of it. So once we partner up, our technicians will come out here and they'll actually have, this is just a generic version of it, but this is our tasking. Okay. So they'll actually have their tablets that have all these tasks on it. And when it breaks it down, it breaks it down by like quarter. What are you going to be doing by quarter? You, need to by, you know, you know, um, by, uh, in the wintertime, what need you need to be doing in the summertime? And it just says, hey, what do I need to do on this particular unit? This task is built for every similar type of equipment you have Okay. It. And they have to go through that process of making sure they do every single thing out here. So those crankcase heaters that we talked about, yeah. it's part of that check. The, those, those filters, that's actually part of right that check. Change, yeah. Those belts, that's part of that check. It's all making sure it does. All that electrical we talked about, that's part of that tasking side of it. So now they get really, really proactive and start looking at all this stuff that truly needs to be done on, on, a, on a preventive maintenance. Does that make sense? Yeah. The other side of it, you know, we had talked about it in our first appointment that 98% of those people, these technicians are commissioned to sell you something. Our technicians are not; cannot sell you okay. anything. Okay. They don't get commissioned on. You know how they get paid? Their bonus of structure is on is how well they do preventive maintenance. So we talked in our concept meeting that our technicians are assigned to locations. So you're actually going to get a technician that's assigned here. Now we're going to rotate some other technicians through here. So they have, a you know, understanding what's out here. So if you have a, like she had emergency after hours and that technician was not on
1: mm-hmm.
0: a call that day, they they understand so what's they out don't here. they know our building. That's our correct. Department. But you're gonna have a technician to assign him. This okay. is his baby now. Okay. It's Whatever is up here is now responsible for him. But we also want to make sure that he's doing that right. So we have supervisors come out here and do the right, and check to make sure that you're doing the right preventable maintenance. So that's not how other
1: contractors do it then?
0: No, because they, they want to make their money on the back end. They want to sell you all these parts. They want to cause all these issues and then come out and hit them and sell you. I actually interviewed a technician, and he said, I can't come to work for you because I'm making more than my salary and commission structures of selling parts. We think that's the wrong way in this industry to do it. Preventive maintenance should be the number one priority on any agreement that we ever talk about. That's why we do it our way. Our technicians are incentivized to do the right preventive maintenance. If you never call me throughout the year, that's a good time for us. It's great for you and it's great for you because your equipment's running like it should be, the technicians yeah. are doing it like it should be, and we can do that. That's why we do more than $9 million in preventive maintenance in the state of Alabama. We're the largest in Alabama that the business because we do it the right way, Well we incentivize our technicians the right way to do it. Does wow. that make sense? It does I mean it kind of sounds too good to be true <laughs> it is and and, and we're gonna talk about one of our right. next steps of uh, yep. what we're doing this process on it so that's how we, we make sure the technicians are running but there's also ways we want to do checks and balances we do care meetings so when we talk about a care meeting it's where after we partner up 90 days from now I'm gonna bring some other team members to this uh, to our conversation so you're gonna meet Ryan Ryan's gonna talk about what do you need to be planning on next year Two years, five years. Okay, so that's how I'll
1: know whenever whenever we need to dip into and fix particular pieces of equipment.
0: That is is correct. We're going to
1: educate you. We want you to be informed,
0: but not in the weeds. Like Luke shouldn't be going up there and fixing these or or finding these problems. We want you to be informed. So our goal here is to sit down with you a number of times a year and make sure you understand what you need to be planning for. You know, when we talked to Luke, he didn't even know R22 had been phased out like in 2020. What's R20? So, R22 is, is a refrigerant. So, oh, all these okay. equipment runs off of two, two, two different type of refrigerants. Okay. You have one unit that's R22, and you have all the other units that are 410A. But he didn't even know that R22 is no longer in existence. That's being made. Yeah. So, what you're paying is just the market price that day, and it is skyrocketing. I mean, when I first started nine years
1: ago, R22 was like $18 a pound. That's $118 a pound so we might need to think about a plan to get to new equipment. That, that is correct.
0: I don't think you're there now because the equipment is, is still, it, it was a 2010, so there's still life in there. But yeah. once it gets to that point, yes, we want to talk about a plan of what do we need to do. Okay. Let's just say we had a compressor goes out in that particular unit. We're we're responsible to replace that. But we're going to come back and say, hey, instead of us replacing this equipment, how about we get a new unit and we discount that unit forever, however cost it costs us to fix that unit. So now you get something a lot better and we're not investing money in something that's really old like R22. I don't think that's a problem right now, but it's something we will talk about later down the road. This 410A, I think we can get a lot of life out of that just by doing something else. So that's probably what the care portion of it's just making sure it's more of a manager to manager type conversations, making sure that we're doing like everything we should be doing, but we're also educating you. Like we did with R22, when COVID happened, we're, we're, we went out there and educated, hey, there's, oper- there's there's systems out there. There's things out there, solutions that you can open up your, your building safely. And we talked to Luke about it a little bit more. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. So, so giving all of this, really our next step is, yes, I agree upon this solution makes the most sense, and I want to proceed with that. So for for us, you know, we talked about you're the decision-maker. You're the person that says yes or no on that. We didn't have to go any further. For
1: us, does this solution make sense, and do we want to proceed with it? Yeah, the solution makes sense. Is there any wiggle room off of that top price? I, I, I would tell
0: you, Drew, like I tell everybody else, these solutions are based off of what you currently need right here. Anything below that is not getting the results you want. So I can't budge on that. If you want me to do anything different, I can look at a CPM2 type of agreement, but that's just putting all the risk back onto you now. You'll get the same PM. Every time if something breaks, you're gonna have it. And that's not where you wanted to go when we talked about our first concept. Yeah. There's no wiggle room on, the, on, the, on, the, on our pricing. Yeah. Because it's built to do exactly what you need at this location. So if the, I take away from that, I gotta take something out of this. And, that, and then the solution doesn't work.
1: So the co- time is sort of now to, to act. So I would say you, you, you
0: have to do something now, whether it's with us or with anybody else, you have to do something now. now, what now I'm going to tell you right now that other people, other companies can't offer that solution. And if they say they can, they can't execute on
1: it like they can. So what's to say a year from now we really don't see much of a change in our well, I mean, it, it, it could happen
0: that way. I mean, we've actually had customers that we went out there and got everything started and their energy bills went like, higher. Why is that? Because half their equipment wasn't running like it well, should be. I
1: didn't even think about that. It
0: is, but can, given the conditions that you have at your particular facility, I think your energy bills are going to go down because now the belts are not all going to be under like they should be. The motor's are not running twice as long. The co- the, 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 the cools are not going to be clean. Right. Uh, not going to be clean. So now you got airflow goes through there. The filters are gonna be changed on a schedule like it should be. Your energy consumption should go down. I can't guarantee that, but it should go down. But the better thing is, I mean, that's only like $3,000 savings. What happens if you don't do anything and now you're replacing all this equipment in that 15 years? We're saying, can we get 20? Can we get 25? Can you be like Asbury that got 32 years out of it? Three second Yeah.
1: Does
0: that make sense? Yeah, it does. So really, again, it's like, do you want to partner up and let's get all these things fixed?
1: Yeah, let's do it. Okay,
0: so so our really next part of our solution is what we call our solution. I'm actually going to bring a solution to you. So what I'm going to do is go back to the office. I'm going to put all this in what we call a DocuSign uh, a email. So it's basically going to get an email sent to you. You're going to uh, click on it. It says accept. When you hit accept, it's not accepting the agreement. It's just accepting to get inside the program. So you get to see all this. All you got to go over there is a hit sign now it'll bring you down to your signature box and sign it. As soon as that gets back to me, I'm gonna schedule a time for us to come out here and start. Okay. So what I'm gonna do at that point on the implementation portion of it, I'm going to bring my operation manager, Jana. Luke got to meet her last uh, last time we were out here, but I'm gonna bring her. I'm also gonna bring a dispatcher that that Luke will talk to every single time he, he calls in, but also gonna bring the technicians that assigned to this location. We're gonna get started that day. Their first day, they're going to verify that all our information, all the equipment is right, all the filters are right, and they're going to start labeling it. And probably day two, they're actually going to start uh, fixing all these problems getting up and running. Okay. Right. Okay. But better yet, there's another portion that I'd like to, to bring in. Uh, I know you're not in town, but a couple of times. Right. I'd really like you or League to come meet one of our customers and have a conversation whenever you're in town next time and just understand what they're, you know, from their point of view, they've been partners with us. So maybe I can set up a lunch next time you're in here. Yeah, that I think that'd be I think okay. that would be great. So so I mean I mean it's basically ten oh five. 5 probably gonna be a little bit later this afternoon, but I'll send all this information. I'll also call you to verify because sometimes you know with email it may go to spam, just verify okay. that you got it. Okay. If you got any questions on that, feel free to give me a call directly. Okay? Yeah. Okay, Corey. All right. Well, Drew, I definitely appreciate you, yeah. you meeting with me today, and I'll look forward to partnering up and, and getting all these issues fixed.
1: Yeah, excellent. Yeah, I appreciate it. Look forward to working with you. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Good luck, Corey. No okay. bad. Okay.